0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, happy Ferg Friday. Everyone, just uh, just one day away from Auburn's last regular season game of 2020. We'll jump into our conversation with Justin in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code TEN OFF. They always are partnering with cool, fun local restaurants, and an emphasis on local because Fetch Me is the only local food delivery service. In East Alabama, but you can use promo code TEN OFF one zero O F F as your promo code to Arigato or Pokemon um, to get ten dollars off your order of any order uh, going over thirty dollars. So that's a great deal. Also, if you haven't used Fetch Me before, I highly encourage you to. You can use promo code ZAC twenty Z A C two zero for your first delivery free. And once again, just want to emphasize the importance of. Local dollars going to local folks, and I think all that is important because they are investing in your community. Once again, FetchMeDelivery.com or the free Fetch Me Delivery app. It is a Ferg Friday. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. How are you, bud? I'm, I'm making it. It's been a long week. It's a weird time right now oh, for yeah. Auburn Athletics.
0: Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And you didn't even have a basketball game this week to kind of help break that up. You had to wait Numb all the, the way pain. to Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to wait all the way to Saturday for that, so... Um, yeah, it's it. has been a long week. A lot of stuff flying around. Uh, a lot of a lot of talk. A lot of rumors. A lot of, a lot of other stuff. And I think, uh, I think whatever's about to happen or not happen at all, we're gonna find out in the next couple of days. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I, I just kind of talk about it. You really cover it. Mm-hmm. I mean, how frustrating is it to be like, okay, is this rumor legitimate? Hmm. If it is legitimate, can I even talk about it? Like right. that—that's gotta be—that's gotta be frustrating.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, as somebody who doesn't break a lot of news and doesn't do a lot of the scoop stuff, I yeah. try to stay back from that as as much as possible. But you still gotta follow every right, bit of it. You right, know? It's kind of unavoidable at this point. And so, um, with people wondering about Gus Malzahn in his future, you know, I'll, I'll say this: I still think it's likely that he is Auburn's coach in twenty twenty one. I agree. However. Things can change. Things have changed a lot within the last couple of weeks. Kind of the tone and some of the conversations that have happened um, among people who have some sway and some power at Auburn. And uh, this Mississippi State game will be a further uh, you know, extension to that. I don't think he you know, gets fired or stays based on what happens in one game, but it's going to affect the entire body of work that goes into the decision, whatever is made one way or the other. I mean, it
1: really seems like, to me... Unless they just totally lose by three or four touchdowns on Saturday tomorrow, it's I mean Gus Malzahn is Auburn's head coach.
0: I think that's I think that's a good prediction to make. I think um, I think it's it's one of those things for Auburn is is like you look at this spot that we're about to go in in college football, and it's going to be a very chaotic offseason. Uh, recruiting is going to be very very weird as it already has been for Auburn transfers are going to be all over the place roster management is going to be crazy with guys being able to come back there's something to be said for stability there's something to be said to push it on down the road a little bit more you know um buyout goes down next year stuff like that Finan- financial situation i don't think money is an issue in this case but i'm thinking if you make a decision it's going to cost a lot of money because not only are you getting rid of Gus Malzahn, you're going to have to get rid of some staff members, maybe all of them, and then bring in a whole other staff at a time where money is not plentiful, not just for the athletic department, but for even for the people who are having to donate this money. So I, right. I don't think it's a question of whether Auburn could get the money together. I think it's more of a question of is that the wisest decision at this point in time?
1: Because the structure of the buyout is, if they were to let him go, it's like they give him ten million, and then it's like two and a half after that. Is that right? It's he is owed fifty
0: percent of the buyout within okay. the first thirty days. Okay, so, so he gets half a lot of it. That's a lot of money right up front, and then it's just a yearly. It's like mm-hmm. two and a half million. I think you start. Yeah, yeah. You start. it pays out in installments after that. It's a good gig if you can get it. Tell you, man, whoever came up with the whole fact of I get more, mo- I get money if you get rid of me uh, for performances uh, was a genius. So, yeah, yeah. Don't have that. Don't have that in our industry. <laughs> no,
1: whatsoever. no, we don't. No, we don't. Of course, Justin, you are with, with uh, the Auburn Observer. What are some things that you've talked about this week?
0: Yeah, we've uh, bre- broken down um, this Auburn Mississippi State matchup on both sides, offense and defense, because Mississippi State is unorthodox on both sides of the ball. Everybody wants to point to the air raid, the Mike Leach air raid. I'll say this: the Mike Leach air raid is a lot more. I think people are a lot more familiar with that. What that looks like than they are familiar with. It's Mississippi State defense looks like because they're busting out. Zach Arnett's brought in the three through five stack. The Rocky Long, uh, yeah. San Diego State defense, and it's an interesting. It's an interesting uh, little mix. They they're really good at at stopping the run because they do a lot of stuff with blitzes. Right, they're very exotic. They move things around. But they also give up some big plays through the air. Uh, only LSU and the SEC is worse than giving up a higher rate of big- – even Vanderbilt was throwing the ball all over the yard against them. Um, so I think this is a big-time matchup, and we talked about it on the Thursday um, – in the Thursday uh, story. Uh, been a quiet few weeks for Bo Nix uh, throwing the ball. Guys like Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz and Eli Stowe. This could be their last go-round together because, I mean, all those guys except for Bo are draft eligible, so – this is a matchup where they can kind of go out. I keep thinking of Darius Slayton and and and, uh, and Jarrett Stidham just going mm. all the way off against against Purdue. Right. Um, wouldn't be surprised to see somebody have a performance like that against State.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of get that feeling too. I think the offense is going to look fine just because of kind of the nature of how these things work. But and, and they just ran the ball really well against what
0: I would say is a better run defense in 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 a Texas A and M. Not because necessarily Mississippi State. They both kind of are. We're really good at the run. A and M's got more talent. They kind of do things a little bit more traditionally. Right. Mississippi State schemes their way up and and does a really good job stopping the run. I think just in a pure talent perspective, the way Auburn's offensive line—if you want to take any positives from the way Auburn's offense looked this season—is that that Auburn offensive line in the in terms of run blocking and the way they've been able to run the ball, that has taken a step forward, and it really hasn't
1: mattered who they've played against, with the exception of Alabama and Georgia, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Bicknell Jr., the offensive line coach for the Tigers, I think he's done the best job on the staff this year.
0: He's had to handle so much because, I mean, Brandon Council's going down. This is a Brandon Council podcast. Uh, Alec Jackson, right. Burt Aries Hamby, and, uh, and they've had to move, mix and match, and they're going to have to do a little bit more you know, next year. You get, you're bringing in a graduate transfer and – We'll see what else happens across that offensive line, but yeah, they, they've got they've got a really good foundation, I think, uh, built with, with with what Big Nell's done this year in, in a weird situation.
1: Yeah, we had a listener question with the three guards, assuming they all come back with Keandre Council and Manning. Yeah, who starts at the guards next right. year?
0: Yeah, and the guy you just brought in is a guard by trade as well. The Harvard guy. Mm-hmm. Now he can play tackle. He's more of a he, he's a, he's a swing player, but yeah, he was a, he was a guard as well. It's it's gonna be fascinating to see what they do moving forward because if auburn wanted to go out and get another guy on the offensive line and in the transfer because transfer market is going to be wild this year yeah um i wouldn't be surprised to see them do it but they've got a good foundation laid and they've got options they got for the first time in a little while you feel like auburn's got some depth up front
1: yeah i think the offensive line is going to be the strength of the team next year I mean, no one's expected to leave, right? Nick Brahms isn't going pro, is he? I wouldn't imagine. I I the think only, that would be a bad mistake, right? And then, yeah, some of these some of these other
0: guys, you just kind of have to say, all right, well, a guy like Brandon Council, I wouldn't say is he just done? Is like, you know, coming coming off an injury like that late in his career. That's the only thing I think you have to worry about. But other than that, you should have everyone. back. Guard's
1: not really the issue, though.
0: No. No, right now, is I think Broderius Ham went healthy. He's been a, a really good player for Auburn this season. It's just at left tackle, they haven't gotten any real consistency. The other right. question about is is they're going to bring so many guys back. We know that experience matters on the offensive line. The other thing there is, is that is it going to be enough because this offensive line has looked pretty good in pretty much every game they've played this season. There's been some games where pass protection has, has, has kind of broken down for sure, yeah. except for Georgia and Alabama. So whatever you do, bring back like everything you're doing moving forward. Everyone's going to be pointing to what are you going to do to get better against these these couple of teams? And because of how big those games are, and that's my question. Like we saw them make some progress, but we also saw them get pushed around against Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, got to got to be better next year for that. Whoever whoever the coach is and whoever the whatever the offense looks like.
1: Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joining us on today's Locked On. Auburn, do you always feel like you're always on, everything is go, 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 you just want yes. to relax, take a step back, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> so what you do is you reach for the beer that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. You want to open up your fridge and see those, those, uh, those nice silver cans with the blue Rocky Mountains staring back at you, because they understand that watching sports is therapeutic to fans, it's uninterrupted me time. And it's a great excuse to chill and drink beer. So, I encourage you to reach for the beer that's made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. You can get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Also, my favorite place to buy Coors Light or any kind of alcoholic beverage is Frisky Whiskey. If you are in the East Alabama, West Georgia area, Highly encourage you to check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey. If you live in a Auburn or Opelika, it's about a 10 or 15 minute drive. As soon as you get into the state of Georgia, you will see billboards all over the place pointing you in the right direction. Or, of course, you can type in Frisky Whiskey into your phone's GPS. But due to taxes and all of that good stuff, significantly cheaper. You cannot find cheaper prices for beer, wine, liquor, even tobacco and lottery it's, uh, it's your one-stop shop. You walk in, you're blown away. 10,000 square feet. They've got all kinds of an amazing selection. So check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey and let them know that Locked On Auburn sent you. Justin, moving forward and looking at this game, you saw Mississippi State come out, throw for over 600 yards against LSU because LSU just wanted to run man every single play. Yep. Then since then, it's like, oh, you just got to play zone. And it's like really slowed down this offense. We've kind of seen some up and down with you know Will Rogers coming in, you are replacing KJ Costello for uh for at their quarterback position. I don't like Auburn defenses when they run zone. Is that gonna be an issue? I don't think it's gonna be an issue,
0: and they're gonna be able to get it done. I don't expect Auburn just to run up and be dominant over it. Yeah, they, they want to play man. That is their that is their MO. Um they wanna also in the last few years with without a go to pass rusher they have gotten very creative and very effective kevin steele has with their blitzes you mm-hmm. don't do that against against uh, an air raid team you rush with your defensive line you cover with everybody else you sit back in zone and the 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 great exchange with the air raid is this if you sit back and play sound defense they're throwing the ball 60 65 70 times a game they're, those the law of averages will work itself out. You're gonna going get to a make, pick or two. You're gonna make some mistakes throwing the ball. And the good thing oh, that Mississippi State's done these last few weeks is with Will Rogers, they have taken care of the ball. Because mm-hmm. after Costello lit up LSU, they were he was throwing interceptions at a crazy rate. Right. And they've been able to take care of the ball. They're not, you know, wide open, just you know, an awesome offense, but they've played a lot better on that side of the ball. I think Auburn just has to play sound defense and, and um with the way that this team has been able to force turnovers i think all those balls in the air can could help auburn but they got to be sound they just can't have yeah. busts they can't have breakdowns and also they got to get pressure on Will Rogers with with their four up front, and they did that against LSU, against a true freshman quarterback. you got to do it again in this game. You think they will? That's
1: kind of another
0: concern of mine. Yeah. I mean, heading into the LSU game, it was like, all right, it's now or never, and then they did it, and then they've done it to a little bit of an extent. They did some against Tennessee, didn't really do it against Alabama because nobody's doing it against Alabama. Right. Didn't see it a lot against Texas A&M either, so it's been so up and down. I think it's possible. I've seen this Mississippi State offensive line get better the last few weeks, but there was times earlier in the year where they were giving up sacks against three-man pressure. So it's possible, but you yeah. need it. you need those guys to step up and, and, and really take it, take it upon themselves to be effective.
1: Yeah, I think we'll figure that out pretty early. It seems like they either get to it all game or they don't. But even in games where they can't just rush four and get to the quarterback, then they start blitzing. And a lot of the times, like the blitzes don't get home, and like that's been a major issue. And you got to think against an air raid. That's going to be something that you got to look at. Yeah, I mean, you
0: want to be specific and 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 very smart with your blitzes because the air raid's designed and say, okay, you're throw like you're blitzing. Usually, that's coming over the middle. Mm-hmm. Well, we're th- running dudes over the middle all the time. We're going to throw it to wherever you're not and and make plays that way. That's how LSU got got torn up against against a uh, state earlier this season. So yeah, you don't blitz the air raid. you, you just kind of let it. Kind of let your defensive line work, sit back in coverage. It, it's boring and it can get frustrating because of how much they throw the ball, and it just kind of s- little steady progress. But yeah, like the great exchange is they're going to make mistakes. You can't put the ball up in the air that often and not make like the, even the best quarterbacks. You you throw the ball seventy times in a game with them, they're going to do something wrong right at some point. Um, Auburn's
1: linebackers stink in coverage. They they look very uncomfortable away from the line of scrimmage. They look they look tired. Yeah, there's just so much. There's just well, they're so only much playing w- two guys for the vast majority of snaps. Yep,
0: yep. And so that's going to be interesting to see where that because on paper a guy like a guy, those guys are, you know, they're not they're not just these run stopping linebackers. Yeah, Owen you,
1: should be able to be better in pass coverage than he is.
0: Yeah, it, it's been a, it's I think I think honestly the fatigue
1: is just really set in with this with that group because yeah they those guys are not getting off the field at all. I mean, we talked about this earlier in the week about you know Gus talked about. Quality depth all off season. Yep. You couldn't ask him a question without him talking about quality depth, the importance of having a three deep where you know you can have all these guys that are ready to play. And fortunately, they haven't really needed it as far as you know COVID goes, which is why they were focusing on it. But we haven't seen any of these guys. I mean, they're not playing a whole lot of defensive players. Can I can I make a point there? Yeah, Malzahn said that, and I think you've
0: seen that on the side of the ball he is most part of. Offensively, you've seen quality depth. They are getting the ball to a lot of different receivers. You're seeing more running backs. Or you're, you're seeing they've had to play a little more running backs. There's been several tight ends. Of course, they had to get they had o- to test offensive more. line like we talked about. Sure, okay. Defensively, though, you haven't you haven't seen them go deep this year. Maybe the secondary is probably the farthest they go deep. That defensive line doesn't rotate as much as they as they usually do this year. And I think we're just seeing the the effects of not having spring spring ball and just building those guys up. Yeah. Um cuz it seemed kind of kind of rushed and they're like leaning into more of the experienced guys. Even some guys that have played well at times this year they're just not getting a ton of snaps some of the younger younger players on the team.
1: Then the fourth quarter rolls around in these close games and it's like no wonder you got outscored by 17. Yeah, That's and, a big deal. And
0: this and this game, this game against Texas A&M last week it was just in the second half. They and, ran out of gas, yeah. man. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And and also A&M was really good and schemed it up really well. Yeah. Um It's got to be a problem, and so in this game, if you're Auburn, I think this is where I think this matchup kind of benefits Auburn on the offense side is that they're going to throw the ball. It's not going to be big. It's not big play. They're not air raid is not designed to stretch you vertically. It's side to side. The other thing is Auburn's coming off of a stretch here where they've had a harder time stopping the run. Mississippi State not only can they not run, they don't run. They're the worst team in college football in running the ball, and they do it less than anybody else. Yeah. That's not going to be as big of an issue in this game. So sit back. Your defensive line will get to be where they'll be able to pin their ears back and just go after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll help them out. Big game for Derek Hall.
1: The opportunity's going
0: to be there. Big Cat Bryant. I mean, here's the thing I don't know what bowl game's going to look like. They asked on hey, what do you think about bowl games? Like, man, we ain't even gotten there yet. I would not be surprised to see this be the last game for Auburn this year. I do not know what ball games are going to look like. I think there's going to be cancellations all over the place. Also, what's the benefit of getting the bowl this year? If practices, gonna, if yeah, and that's the thing. There's been a movement where people are saying like, let's just let everybody get practices because we didn't have spring ball, and that might be the way that, that we go this year. I don't know, but yeah, practices are the big thing.
1: Well, the players care. Do players? Or do they get pumped you up about bowl games? You don't.
0: Well. <laughs> I think I've – al- I've always been team bowls are kind of overrated if you're not playing in one of the big bigger ones there. Obviously, if you're not playing in the play- playoffs. I agree with you. Yeah. It's an exhibition that happens – it's so disconnected from what happened in the season that when people want to bring out Malzahn's bowl record against them, I get it. Those are more losses and they count, but like – Nobody cared about the UCF game until they lost it. Exactly. If they win that game, it's fine. Same thing with Minnesota last year. Totally. It's it's ammunition if you <laughs> – it's ammunition to make your point if you, if you don't like it. And yes – those teams, like it's another game to play, but in the grand scheme of things, what the 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 Minnesota game last season, beating Texas AM on the road mattered a whole lot more than what happened at the end of the season against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beating Ole Miss and Mississippi, like those games matter more. This year, though, even the things we buy into that say that 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 bowls matter, you don't get any of that. Right. Right? Bowls, it's a, it's a, it's a break for the players. Um, they get to kind of do some fun stuff. It's, a, it's a trip for the fan base as well. You ain't getting any of that this year. If you're playing ball games, you might be flying in day before and treating it like a regular road game you don't even get you don't even get any of the quote-unquote cool stuff that you get with ball games this year
1: yeah that's a good point maybe
0: the gift bag that's all
1: yeah i mean it's kind of been an excuse to um go somewhere for new years where it's like okay cool you know we're spending it in tampa this year (laughs) new orleans or nashville visit visits visit lovely central florida (laughs) because that's probably where you're always going to be yeah that's what it seems like that's what it seems like Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joining us this morning. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Break through your wall, whether it's a mental wall or a physical wall, you can break through it every day with Built Go. Built Go is easy to take in one-and-a-half-ounce packages. It's this gel that can fit in your pocket, your purse, your golf bag, your backpack. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's a mix of protein. Uh, it's got collagen-based protein, so it's fast-absorbing for your body. Uh, but it's also like a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, uh, but very natural. And it's much better than drinking an energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Peanut butter honey is my favorite. I don't really like mint-flavored things, but the chocolate mint was pretty good for what that's worth. So be sure to check it out. Um, collagen promotes joint. Soft tissue, hair and skin health, the stuff that literally makes you look better as well as feel better. Go to BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, and you will get 30% off your next order. Promo code LOCKS for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30th, Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at kabotaorangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment
1: they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's kabotaorangedays.com. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, AuburnObserver.com. How can folks sign up um, for this awesome newsletter?
0: Yeah, uh, Auburnobserver Sign up there, and uh, you get pretty much a story a day and a couple of podcasts a week sent directly into your inbox. Uh, we'll be we'll be kind of easing back a little bit on the on the volume outside of football. <clears throat> wow, outside of football <laughs> season, yeah. Uh, but basketball, we we'll full covering basketball full blast. Got a story up earlier this week on uh, on Justin Powell. Um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about there with with, with with Auburn football and Auburn basketball. AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month, $6 a year. Sign up there. It gets sent straight into your inbox. And if you're already subscribed, uh, we have a lot of ways to give gift subscriptions and, and stuff like that for any Auburn fans in your life. Awesome. Jaws, what do you call Justin Powell? Justin Powell is my dad. <laughs> your dad? Wow that's interesting he's also the 2022 national player of the i year, saw that
1: and second. uh what do you think of that juicy
0: take i'll i'll say this uh, optimism is free <laughs> enjoy it enjoy it it's been a rough year for everyone uh yeah
1: let's just hold on to a few potential positive things that's fine <laughs> I, there's no it. harm in getting that. Get excited man it's been a rough year just yeah. let me have it yeah. yes yes I, i'm all for that <laughs> i thought it was a good take so uh yeah we needed to make something for that um Cool. What do you think about this Auburn-Memphis game? And then follow-up question: right. Are Auburn fans more excited about the Auburn-Memphis basketball game or the Auburn-Mississippi State football game? Auburn-Memphis basketball game. 100%. I agree. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. Uh,
0: I think Auburn-Mississippi State football game. This uh, we, we talked about it on the podcast with uh, Painter and I did yesterday. Um, I hung out with Painter
1: yesterday. By the he way, he told me that.
0: Really good catching up with him. Yeah, um, uh, and he was he was in rare form last night. So if you if you uh, want to listen to the podcast, uh, went up on went up on Thursday afternoon. Okay, uh, first subscribers, we got that going for you. Um, but we mentioned like the Mississippi State football game. We're not. T- I don't think there's a win at this point for Auburn. It's more of loss prevention. It's yeah. like let's not make things get worse. With basketball, it's a different story. Of course, you're early in the year uh Auburn Memphis basketball Memphis plays awesome defense uh Penny Hardaway has brought in that that style they were one of the best defenses in the country last year they returned a lot of players they're tall Auburn's taller but they're tall they rebound well they play really good defense the difference in this game I think for me is can Auburn shoot well from deep away from home you're coming off of a record-breaking performance but we all know what happened against UCF right you're in a gym that is a, an NBA arena and not whatever they have at UCF because that was a weird-looking weird looking, right. weird looking uh, venue. If Auburn can shoot from the outside well, that's something that Memphis does not do a great job in. I think even though Memphis is the better, more experienced team, it's going to be probably like a five- or six-point spread in this one. If Auburn can shoot well from deep, they will have a chance to knock this Memphis team off because they'll be able to take away some of what Memphis is really good at. hmm while also kind of balancing it out in terms of rebounding and playing defense, uh, defense on the inside.
1: I'm not super in basketball mode yet. Is Memphis ranked? They're not. Okay,
0: they're gotcha. not. So Memphis started the year, uh, beat St. Mary's, and then lost back-to-back games to some decent teams uh, in a in a neutral site tournament, and then they have won three straight against
1: some bad teams. Gotcha. Now you were looking at the biggest Memphis basketball fan ever within intern Jobs. Oh, I love Memphis basketball. I can I just have so much respect for Penny Hardaway
0: as a person and a head coach. And you know,
1: I just it's the, love that program. Can you feel yeah. the sarcasm? It's the
0: it's the it's uh, this game is the Jalen Green Memorial uh, Classic. Oh, oh yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. That was a that was a fun time on Twitter between that those two fan bases. Yeah, that was wild.
1: So they're playing where the Hawks play? Yes, State Farm. So who is most likely to look like Trey Young? Justin Powell let's go
0: uh Cody Voga uh, Auburn SID extraordinaire uh, pointed out earlier this uh earlier this week Justin Powell uh what was it it was something like seven threes and nine assists uh, in a game um for a freshman there's only been like five that have done it in the last decade in college basketball and one of them was one of them was Trey Young so
1: hmm.
0: good, he, good company Justin Powell can he beat Bryce Brown's numbers career-wise it okay it's possible it's possible and here's here's what here's what I think here's what I think about it here's what I think about uh, about it with him he has potential to be like a four year guy mm-hmm. now he could go like if he blows up man there's a lot of like I know people want to make the easy comparison because look white shooter uh <laughs> Tyler hero I think there's a lot of Tyler hero kind of kind of comparison people want let's to make. go more My, cliche let's call him <laughs> Kyle Corver <laughs> this man really looks like <laughs> this man really looks like Steve Novak no, uh no it's it's um so I mean he could be he's a really talented player. If he blows up, he could he could leave early. Um but seems like more of a, a, a long term guy. And I and again, if they can get Sharif Cooper back. Right. Or I guess not even back at this point, but like get him. Get him at all. And he gets to play more. His catch and shoot game is ridiculous. Uh we saw it against South Alabama. They designed they designed it to be like, don't don't really call as many set plays. Just get the ball out of his hands and let him let, whip it right. around and let him shoot. You can just see with that catch and shoot, he's got it he can play that, more of that natural position, um, he's a dead eye, man. He is a dead eye. And I don't know necessarily he's going to be as much of a volume shooter as Bryce was. Because there would be, like, Bryce could go off at any moment. Then there were some games where Bryce would go, like, 2 of 13 from deep. And it's like, it's going to be a little bit harder, I think, right. for Powell to do that. He's a little, I mean, he, he dude's, a, dude's a freak,
1: man. What do you think the about ball. the Cooper situation?
0: Okay, so. Does about, he play for Auburn this year? Yes. Okay. Yes. There's a lot of optimism still at auburn i've heard similar things that they're going to be able they're going to be able to get him i don't know when i would say sooner rather than later but i I do think he 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 plays at auburn and it's um it's just a matter of time i think
1: yeah i've heard a few folks say by the end of the month yep that seems a little optimistic i think we're hearing
0: i think we're hearing the same yeah maybe so and
1: and the the guy works in a situation where he would kind of know what's going on Mm -hmm. yeah it's probably the same person so it's um that was encouraging so hopefully by the time the SEC starts he'll be ready do you think and the team's so young and still hasn't really played together that much do you think there's any issue with like chemistry or things like that
0: No I think these guys I mean he was such the word on him in the offseason before he stopped practicing was like how much he was leading and how how he do, he was just like his team was winning every time in practice he was doing a really good job of taking charge of people being around him players really seemed to like him early on they want him. They mm-hmm. want him out there. They know how good he is, and they know they know that this team looks a lot better with it. And then the other thing there is is like, it makes it interesting with what the rotation would look like. You would still probably need Powell to play some point guard minutes mm-hmm. along with Turbo. But, yeah, you want to put him at the two. You want to put him at the two. You want to put him at the wing a little bit more. And then, then it starts getting – how crazy is this heading into the year? You start thinking that might be kind of a log jam over the two and the three because
1: yeah, uh, right.
0: Allen Flanagan's playing well this year. Jamal right. Johnson's playing well this year. Right. And you know – any given moment, Devin Cambridge could just blow up. He'll so, go seven
1: for nine, like three games this week, this year. You still know which ones, right? Um, can you convince me that Turbo Jones is an SEC caliber basketball player? I think he. I think Turbo Jones plays a
0: a really good role off the bench for Auburn. I think there is a. I think what is he? What is his role? His role is to be kind of a, a, a an explosive backup point guard. Um, can, can how many minutes in, does he ideally play? Oh, uh, if Fine you Cooper. get if you get Cooper back, if you get Cooper back in, I think you could do something like 8 9 10 11 12, some, somewhere in that range. That it, many. And like he could be that. But the other thing with it is how much does Powell have to play the point guard at that yeah. event, at that spot? Yeah, 8 9 10, something like that. I just don't I don't think he's very good. He is one of those he's one of those guys where um I think he is not a natural point guard. He is a combo guard. He is a scorer. He creates off the dribble. You can see him. He's very athletic and he wants to get to the rim. He also he also uh, pulls up, you know, off the dribble pre- pretty well. I think he has a role to kinda of be in there and be kind of a spark kind of player. There that's are possessions his, his...
1: though where like he's the only person that touches the ball and that should never happen.
0: Gotta dial it back. Yeah. Right.
1: right. Gotta but dial it back. But his name's Turbo. It's so, like you want it to be great. Because his name's Turbo.
0: He he had some stretches earlier in the year where he had some possessions, like some pull-up jumpers and yeah. like creating off the bounce. Where I was like, okay, that's 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 yeah. what Auburn needs from him. Every now um, and
1: then you see it, and you're like, yeah,
0: that's great. And he's then, a, he's, a, he's I think he's got a good I think he's got a good role. It's just mm-hmm. been you know last year he didn't get on the floor a ton and when it was it wasn't super great for him. I think it's just it's just a learning process for right.
1: him, right. One more time, Justin, give us all the details on how we can join and sign up for Auburn Observer. AuburnObserver.com,
0: $6 a month or $60 a year. Uh, You can uh, check all that out, gift subscriptions, all that good stuff. Uh, Story pretty much every day
1: and uh, two podcasts a week. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time as always. Yes, sir. We will be back on Monday. We will have a ton to break down over this uh, crazy weekend. It could be really crazy. We'll have to see. We'll see you Monday right here on Locked on Auburn